Hello, hello, this is Jason E. and welcome to the Trading Ascension Podcast. While discussing topics related to personal and spiritual development and day trading, this podcast provides thought-provoking concepts and direct energy to help us evolve as humans and as professional traders. I'm logging my journey. Uh, Today's topic is how to make quantum leaps in life, how to upgrade yourself in a way that is non-linear to previous versions of yourself. Now, when I say non-linear, I mean not on a logical timeline. So let's say you had an apple tree growing outside your window and you looked at the apple tree and you're like, oh man, it's, you know, it's spring. Um, And I don't know, you know, when apples bloom, fall, whenever you look at it, right? There's three apples on the tree. So, Linear growth would be the next day you look out, you know, you see two more baby apples starting to sprout or one more baby apple, right? It's just kind of the logical next step. Now, a quantum shift would be you look out one day, you see three apples. You look out the next day and you see three apple trees, right? (laughs) So I'm talking about uh, huge shifts in your life. So uh, does that sound like the type of growth that could help you in your life or your trading business? If so, stick around. And like we hate to drive through, let's get it in. So let's set the foundation of of how this works from a a scientific perspective. And then we're going to close it out with some real world uh, applicability and then also some action steps. So it really all starts with the study of heat and energy, which is called thermodynamics. Now, Leading into thermodynamics, it's kind of based on, from my understanding, the physics law of conservation, the law of conservation. Now, the law of conservation states that a particular measurable property of an isolated physical system, so isolated, that's the key term here, does not change as the system evolves over time. This also says in the law of conservation that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. And I'm sure you've you've heard that before. So a sentence back. Let's go back to that. So it says that the system does not change as it evolves over time. So basically a system kind of moves along the timeline slowly towards its death and to the demise of that system. So although... It may be transformed as far as the energy from one form to another. Energy can't be created nor destroyed. Now, if you take all forms of energy into account, the total energy of an isolated system is going to remain constant. All right. So that's the law of conservation. Now, that leads into the first law of thermodynamics and thermodynamics The first law is a variation on the law of conservation. And it's basically saying the energy um, is adapted for thermodynamic systems, right? And so it's taking that law of conservation and adapting it to a thermodynamic system, which is a body of matter confined in a space by by walls. Um, Basically, it's what we're going to call a closed system. All right. Something that's closed. No, nothing coming in, nothing going out. That's what that is referring to. Now, as we move to the second law of thermodynamics, right, and this will be the last law, we'll we'll 
move forward, but I, I want you to have a foundation on this in case you want to do your own research because this is powerful information. So in the second law of thermodynamics, it shows that entropy and entropy is going to be the amount of randomness and the amount of, how would I say, chaos within a system. All right. So that entropy increases due to a spontaneous process. All right. So it says a lot of other things. Um, but if you like to dive into physics, um, you can dive into that. But I want to move on. So that was basically what we knew about these topics until around 1917. Now, in 1917, there was a Russian-born Belgium chemist physicist named Isla Prigogine. Now, I'm probably butchering that name, so I'm not going to say it again. We're going to call him IP, right? And in case you want to look that up, that's P-R-I-G-O-G-I-N-E. First name, Isla, I-L-Y-A. So he's best known for his definition of these dissipative structures. And dissipation is basically the energy that's leaving a system. So now he's talking about open systems. So things that have input and things that have output. Now, in 1977, he won a Nobel Peace Prize or a Nobel Prize. I won't say peace, but he won a Nobel Prize in chemistry. Uh, He also wrote a book called Order Out of Chaos. Now, I do own that book. I've few words into it, so I haven't read that. But if you do want a great read on this topic before I move forward and I forget about this, it's called Thresholds of the Mind. And this book was written by Bill Harris, the founder of Centerpoint. And, you know, I I, I might mention him in almost every podcast because the impact he's had on me and and my growth in my life has just been phenomenal. So um, check that book out, Thresholds of the Mind. Now, his studies and his research led us to kind of see things on a new way, all right? So let's talk about this and let's jump out of the science and let's talk about how this really applies to our life. Now, first off, We as humans, we're open systems. When you think about an open system, I want you to think about like a hot tub. All right. A hot tub has a little valve putting filtered water in. The water's bubbling around on the inside. Then the water's leaving out, right, to be clean or just to be, um, you know, down the drain. How would that system work? So there's information, energy coming in, energy coming out. Same with humans. All right. We have our five senses. All of those senses are for bringing things in to our body. And then we have things that um, leave. Right. So in the form of waste, in the form of talking, in the form of sweat. So different ways things leave the human open system. OK, so that's kind of a, a understanding of an open system. And how that works. Okay. Now. In an open system. The energy coming in. Cannot be greater. Than our ability. To get rid of. That energy. 
The energy is leaving is called dissipation. So if you have more energy coming into the system than leaving, you're going to have a challenge. So ideally, you want the energy leaving, the energy going out, or energy coming in, the energy going out to be fairly equal in an open system. Now, if there is an increase on the energy that comes in, the energy that goes out has to decrease. If it does not, then there's going to be a breakdown in the system as that entropy builds up and entropy entropy being the chaos and the randomness within that system. Now, at that point where the chaos and the randomness is building up within this open system, there are two possible outcomes. Number one is the system breaks down, cease to exist, right? Just cease to exist. And we know from earlier laws of thermodynamics and works with engines that there's a certain point where things just break down, right? Everything on earth is is basically finite. The second option is the system evolves to a higher, more resilient functional level with a new greater ability to dissipate entropy. So now let's talk about this in humans. So as humans, we're open systems. We get energy and we get this input from our environment. Now, when that input goes up, whether it's as you're trading and those heavy emotions from the market, maybe it's, it's chaos around you, um, in your in your life and stress and things come up this all turns and i said stress coming in but really stress is the reaction so as this entropy starts to build up because of greater input from your environment that's when we as humans start to feel stress that makes sense so when we're unable to handle what's Coming in, we start to feel stress. We start to feel pressure. It causes an upheaval, if you will, within us. Now, our ability to handle environmental input and our ability to dissipate energy has a direct correlation to our growth. So ideally, when that entropy is high within our system, when we're feeling a lot of stress, ideally, we want to have that quantum shift. We want to go to a new level to where that old stimuli no longer affects us. The things that made you sad, angry, fearful yesterday no longer have that same effect on you. And there's a way to do this in your life. And so I think I've hammered that in of how open systems work. So let's talk about the keys to managing entropy or or better yet, the stress so you can upgrade. The number one thing I would say as a tool is going to be seeing pressure and stress as a gift. Now, 
unless you are in a war zone where it's just chaotic shit 24-7, then you're going to have lows, right? You're going to have some stressful times. You're going to have some times where it's like blah. You're going to have some times where you're just zoned out, time flies, and you're not really present. Now, if you do have those variations in your life, The first thing I want to say is you have to see pressure and stress as a gift. You have to see it as things that come, sometimes more than not, but not always. Things that come that give you an opportunity to go to the next level. So number one is you need to see that pressure, that stress, those feelings inside that are so unwanted, so undesired. You have to see that as an opportunity. Now, the second thing that's important to taking entropy and stress and upgrading is observance. You have to be able to sit with these feelings and not become those feelings. It's a, it's a big difference from saying I feel angry to I am angry, acting out in anger. Right? Huge difference because one, you're, you are that emotion, you're enraged, you're, you're acting on that with that clouded vision of that emotion. And the other one, you feel it, but you are not it. It's just something that's happening to you. It's not you. So observance is going to be key. And if you're bold enough, if you are courageous enough, you can seek out and chase these feelings inside of you. As you become aware of them. So I want to ask you. Do you know. Where the emotions. Inside you live. We take old cliches for granted. When we hear things like. um, Like hot headed. Right. So it's anger in our head. Some people it is. Sick to my stomach. Right. So is anxiety. Or fear in the stomach. Or heart pounding, right? Is is fear or anxiety in our heart? So as these emotions come up, if you take the time to locate these emotions, you can get on the path towards the quantum shift and elevating to that nonlinear level. So you do this by first recognizing That you have this heightened state. These emotions are here. And you know I'm not feeling the normal way I I, I normally feel. Where is this? Ooh it's a tightness in my chest. I found it. You know I'm I'm feeling a little stressed. This market is is, it's volatile today. You know I got a right under my, my heart on the left side. You know what you want to find exactly where it is. I got a little pressure. You may even want to give it a name if you want to play with this a bit. Get deep in it. You know, I got some pressure. I'm going to call this, you know, uh, Jenkins. I got some Jenkins that's emerging under my left pec. And then you want to breathe into it. That's the next step. So you want to breathe deep, deep into the belly. But you want to imagine that you're breathing through that area of where you can feel that emotion, right? So again, I got this emotion because I'm I'm feeling anxiety and stress watching the volatility of the market and I'm I'm you know, I'm kind of shaking as I, I click my mouse. And so I'm breathing deep into my belly, 
out of Jenkins into Jenkins in my imagination, deep breaths. And that's going to help you locate and heal that emotion. The stress in our body that comes from emotions, it manifests in the physical body. And if it manifests over time, it turns into ailments. It turns into these, these issues that we start having that manifest as physical symptoms. So if you can get out in front of this and you can do that process of locating it, finding it, naming it, breathing through it, you can eliminate some potential physical damage that is induced by stress. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the main things that keep us from taking that path of ascending, of going to the next level, becoming a better version of ourselves, to where the stress of yesterday doesn't become an issue tomorrow. We don't bump our head again. We're like, oh, I've been there, done that. I want to find a way to fix that, right? We're not going to live in the groundhog day of the same damn problem I had last week, last year, you know, You'll see it in, in, if you're a person who's on the spiritual path, you'll see it in people. It'll be a decade since you've seen them. And you're 10 years later, and they're one year, 10 consecutive times later. They haven't changed. Same problems, same issues, same fails. Now, I'm all about failing, right? You got to fail your way forward. But if you're Failing and having the same challenges that you had last year, you're not moving forward. You should welcome new problems <laughs> into your life, if any. All right. So the main things that keep us from going to that next level, and these are ways that we dissipate. So let's take it back. We as humans are open systems. The environment is giving us more than we can handle. And we have to find a way to get this out of our system because we can't handle it. And that's the dissipation. Now, dissipation, it lowers that entropy, but it doesn't change that ceiling. If that ceiling is at, just to make it visual, if the ceiling is six feet high and the water level raises to six feet and then we drain the water, the ceiling, the cap, is still there. So how do we do that? The main ways that people do it is drugs and alcohol, exercise, distraction, or just blocking any additional input. That's what causes depression. That's why people go in a hole, right? Me, I like to consider myself a uh, antisocial extrovert. And so there's often times where I would close myself off. I'm having way too much going on in my environment. I need to, to block this, I isolate myself. So that's a form here of taking the lower path. So these things alone aren't bad. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not going to say drugs to each his own, but the alcohol, the exercise, the distractions, the, the games, the isolation alone, those things 
aren't terrible. But it's when you do these things in response to stress, that's when there are issues. When you're like, oh, it's such a stressful day at work. I'm going to go work out and burn off some of this stress. And that moment as a solution for stress, that's the lower path. That's not the path of a, a quantum leap. Now, rather than sit in stress, if you don't know the process to make these quantum leaps, it's a better alternative. Right. I, I do agree with that. So. You want to avoid. Responding to stress in your life with. Dissipating the energy or stopping the input of new energy. You have to be able to sit with yourself. And allow the process to run its course because stress is not always right. You're not always under pressure. But when you are, it's a gift. It's an opportunity. And there's only so many opportunities we get to take our life to the next level. And they get fewer and fewer between as you take the the growth path. But as you start taking on new challenges and new adventures, you find new ways to grow within yourself. So be excited about the opportunity to change. And the process is you have to be, you have to let whatever is be. You have to remove your judgment from what's causing pressure. Take some accountability. And you have to say, you know what? This environment is stressing me out, but I'm not gonna blame the environment. I'm not gonna blame the market. I'm not gonna blame this person. I'm not gonna blame my my circumstances and situations. I'm going to be accountable for how I feel within myself because I am the one that feels this way. No one else can feel this. So I can't blame. I can't expect anyone to understand. I can't expect them to have sympathy for what's going on inside me. This is personal, just as personal as your relationship with your creator. What goes on inside you is personal. And you're the only one that can heal that. So why ignore it? Why ignore yourself? Why not give yourself what you need and then seek it outside of yourself? You know, there's that unconditional love that you'll see play out in humans when there's no self-love. Until you love yourself, every single act you do will be a call out for love. I remember, you know, in traffic, going to my, my corporate job and, oh, yeah, I'll let you over. Yeah, come on over. Get on over. I'm, I'm the nice guy. What? You didn't wave? Ah, oh, F them, right? I'm taking it back because I was doing something, not, not really out of kindness. I wanted something from it. And so your attachment to thank yous, to pleases, to whatever... It is you think you should receive for what you've done. That attachment comes from not having the things that you can give yourself. And that's in most situations. Now, if if someone owes you something, they owe you something, right? Different situation, compensation, all of that. But you, you know what I mean. So don't dissipate when you're under stress. Don't judge the catalyst. When you're under stress, find the emotion within yourself, 
breathe through the emotion and continue to do it. Continue to do it until the job is done. Do the work within yourself to elevate yourself. Have the courage to seek the darkness and the shadows that are within you so you can come out after going through that valley of the shadow of death on the other side as a better human. You'll love yourself for it. I promise you. This is Jason E. With the Trading and Ascension Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon.